Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What do? The Phillies are a dumpster fire. They're a bullpen. Okay, imagine there is a bulldozer and there is a forest about to be demolished. Um, the forest actually beats the bulldozer up in this case. Okay. Uh, the bats are just against the Phillies bullpen. Corey Knable has struggled. Uh, Joe Girardi's mismanaging it. But I don't – and I, I think we talked earlier about this. I, I read a really good piece by Ken Rosenthal and on The Athletic about why firing Joe Girardi isn't the best move right now. And – it made me think a little bit. Who who are they going to replace him with is the main question. And two, this isn't the first time that Dave Dombrowski has neglected the bullpen to build up a good batting order. So what's the real problem here? Uh, they... Well, I mean, listen, the problem is – it's just every every year they, I mean they 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 kind of did address the bullpen. You bring in Familia, you bring in Brad Hand, you bring in Corey Knable. I mean, what else do you want? It just seems like every year we try to address the bullpen, and that whoever we bring in has the worst year of their career. Or you have Dave Robertson who just has Tommy John immediately. Right. So, and, and, and along with, you know, you know, they're, they're not, I mean, do I want Jordy going? Yeah, but they're not going to fire him midseason. If they do that, they're admitting defeat already. You know, they're, they're, they're basically calling the season if they fire Jordy this early. So they're not going to do it. Um, but they, they're not winning. So. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I really want to get into the Girardi debate. I want to get into what's going on defensively. And I want to talk about Moniac coming up. And I want I, I just want to see whether this is something that they can turn around or not. I mean, again, on paper, we're, uh, we're a, a great team. You know, uh, it just seems like every year we, on paper, again, on paper we get better. But the, the wins aren't coming. So... There's just too much going on. There's too many errors. Uh, the, the one Phillies-Braves game was terrible. So uh, Bryce Harper hits a go-ahead two-run home run, and then the, uh, the defensive catastrophe in the outfield. I mean, it's like every night they're finding new ways to lose. Welcome to Philadelphia. Yep. If you're new, I got, nothing, I got nothing left on that one. What'd you say, buddy? Just cue the rock music. <laughs> you're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience.
we got just the Phillies this week. So we're going to have ourselves a day. Go go Phillies, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, I look. I I had I had finals last week, so that's on me for not being able to record. I don't remember if we talked about the Eagles signing James Bradbury or not, but that happened. So that happened. Great signing. Great signing. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, go Birds. There you go. Go Birds. Yeah, go. There's our Go Birds. I missed it. I missed the Birds. It's honestly the only good thing happening in Philadelphia right now, sports wise. Uh, so yeah, James Bradbury. Sick move. Uh, him and Darius Slay should be a good combo. With, uh, with him as a CB2, it's it's not a, like even if he had a down year last year, they, they needed someone over there, and he's, yeah. he he could rebound this year. I, I'm not concerned about it. I think it's a great sign. I, I I said it earlier. As long as they get a guy that is at least you know if it's competent, Nelson 2.0, then I'm fine with it. But James Bradbury is obviously better than Steve Nelson, so it was it was just a great sign. Yeah, you know, he, he made the Pro Bowl in 2020. You know, he had, a quote-unquote, a down year, but it was still, like, his second-best year of his career. So I, I'm not worried about it. And he's quarterback, yeah. too. You know, we have Darius Slay. It's fine. And, and no disrespect to Avante Maddox. He's he's great in the nickel, but uh, as a cornerback, no. <laughs> no, he's, as an outside he guy. He's not, he's not an outside guy. He's He doesn't have the size. Uh, but he was good in the nickel last year, so we got to keep him there. And, you know, we yeah, should he, have, he, he performed – he was solid there. So let's – so now we have a good set of three, uh, you know, in nickel packages. So we should be we should be good there. So, but anyway, um, on to the, on back to, the to hell. The uh, Phillies. Let, let's let's talk about it, okay? The Phillies are underperforming. They're seven games below 500. They got swept by the Mets over Memorial Day, and. Morale is at an all-time low. Yeah. So, talk to me. Let's start off with the hot issue, because everyone wants to hear about it. Do they fire Joe Girardi? Um, should they? Yes. Are they going to? No. The problem is, I said it earlier, if you fire Girardi... You know, you're not necessarily conceiving the season, but you basically are, right? You're only seven games below 500. You know, there's a lot of baseball to be played. Don't get me wrong. It's just every night they come out and they just find new ways to lose. It's it's really like... It's impressive. It honestly is. It really is. Like... Against the Mets, you know, Castellanos gets a go-ahead two-run sh- uh, or three-run shot. Next inning, immediately, some schmuck I've never heard of comes in, take, takes Knable deep, it's tied. Then then they go to extras and, you know, immediately score another run, and then the Phillies go down one, two, three, and that's game over. Or, you know, it was in New York, right? So they walked off, whatever. And then... You know, yesterday, at the time of recording this, we played the Giants. Well, we played the Giants. You know, three guys hit home runs. Yes, Schwarber, Castellanos, and Hoskins all hit homers. They're all solo homers. And then bullpen, yet again, another schmuck, Kirk Casale, out of nowhere, just hits a bomb. They take the lead. Phillies can't get it back. 
So it, it, it's honestly comical at this point how how bad they are. The fact that on paper this team, you know, I mean, we said it at the beginning of the season, this team should be a playoff team easily. And the fact that they're going out and doing what they're doing on a nightly basis is an embarrassment. Well, if I mean, the bats have cooled off, Schwarber's not hitting the way that I expected him to. Um, okay, so let me just let me just break it down for a little bit. You got you got an MVP, the MVP of the National League in Bryce Harper, who who is hitting by the way. So you know you kind of you can't you, can't really, you got. You got Kyle Schwarber, who you who you bring in for I think it was like a four year deal, who can't hit anything. And then when he does, you know, it's a home run, that's great. But then he strikes out eight more times straight. You got O'Double, who, you know, is hitting decently well, but can't play defense for his life. And swings at balls that go between his legs. Then you got you got JT, who has been abysmal. Former All Star, by the way. As was Schwarber. You got Castellanos, who has been decent. He's kind of cooled off, but now he's starting to heat up a little bit now. He always, but he goes up and down between two fifty and three hundred. He does. He does. And, and you're right. And I, I will acknowledge that. And I'm I'm not placing blame on him because we know what we know what he is. He's he, not one of those guys that's going to choke all year long. He has these there's like a couple game cold streaks, but then he goes right back up. Yeah. And then I mean, and, and again, it's like some guys are I mean, and then you got Hoskins. Oh, my God. He's hitting two ten, I think. I don't get it with Hoskins, man. I really don't. I just – I don't know what he's doing up there, man. Like, he doesn't have a plan. He just goes up there just with nothing. Let me look it up. I actually want to find what? out. I think he's hitting 214. Uh, no, he's hitting 214. I've never seen a guy swing or, – or I've never seen a guy take more strikes right down the middle than Reese Hoskins ever. His plate vision used to be pristine. I, I know. I don't know what happened. Like I, I really just don't understand the, the the play out there. Last year when he had the low average, he was at least getting on base. And that now no. Like so he's down O two every time he's up to the plate. JT is dead. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with him either. I mean, something's up. This well, is not. These are all guys I need. 250 or more out of JT. I would hope for 270, 280, honestly. Yeah. Like Hoskins, sure. 240, sure. You know, Schorber, 230, 240, sure. Like Schorber had a great year last year while in Boston. He had like 280. I didn't expect that from him. Like he just had, he was on a hot streak and then he got hurt. But like 180, 190, striking out four times and then hitting a home run? No. And then the, Alec I mean, Bones cooled off. Alec Bones cooled off. He he was hitting though. Um, you know, Segura's been he's been solid. He's hitting over two sixty. I, I at least know that much. 
Um, yeah, but even he's cooled off because he was hitting like 300. So, um, and, and then, listen, the, the rotation, in my opinion, has been solid. Like, Aaron really, Nola and Zach Wheeler have been consistent. Yeah. Eflin, when he came off the COVID list, was okay. He was good the one game. I don't know how many games he's pitched. I haven't really watched him that much. I've seen more of Nola and Wheeler. In my opinion, the worst starter so far this year has been Gibson. Yeah, well, he had that one really good game and then just has been bad ever since. Yeah, like he he and he hasn't even like he's been he's been okay. Like he hasn't even been that bad. But the bullpen, man, like I don't know what it is. (laughs) They just can't sustain a lead for the life of them. They just can't do it. Anytime we have a lead, it's gone. Within like three batters. I, I, yeah. game, I think I told you guys this. I went to the game against the Mets in Philly. We were up 7-1 going into the ninth, and they lost. I mean, how does that happen? Because they're the Phillies. And the, it's like we have we have three run leads, two, one, whatever it is, it's gone. And then we go to extras, and then they go to extras and lose the lead there, and then they lose. I don't know, man. I don't even know what else to say. I got nothing, man. Yeah, I, I look, I, I wish I could tell you. I just I, – I think the bullpen, it's not able to keep – it's not able to hold a lead. You, you need – pitchers who were able to hold leads and not give up runs consistently. And, you know, we always used to joke about two runs Tommy and how bad Hector Naris was, but everyone else has been just as bad. I will say Hector Naris is having an incredible year in Houston right now. Yeah, well, he's not here. Just saying, though. Good. <sighs> yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's comical. He, he blew like, two games while I was there. That's why I hate him. I was, uh, yeah. I was talking to my dad earlier today, and he's just—he he has no like nobody has nobody knows what what to do. Like nobody has any answers. Like what do you do? I mean, I mean, Girardi's throwing the same lineup out there. He keeps leading off Schwarber for some unknown reason. I mean, he was leading off Hoskins. I mean, and then he was terrible. Now he's hitting. Now he's leading off Schwarber again. I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. Look, I mean, I can't I, like I can't watch this team. Uh, you can't like they don't. They, first of all, they don't deserve to watch. And two, it's just, you, you know, they're going to blow the lead if they have one. Uh, if the bats, the whole thing is to let, let's go up the bullpen for a second and talk about the defense. It's been terrible. God. The defense has been really bad all year long. It hasn't been able to. They're giving up runs. You know, when you have Bryson Stock going out there and making an error in the first inning to let up a run, that's a great way to get your pitcher to make your pitcher happy, isn't it? Well, listen, we we knew the defense was going to be bad, but when you're giving up multiple runs a game because of the defense, I mean, that, when you're giving up walk off errors, I don't care. I don't care how bad you are on defense. If you're in the if you're in the MLB, you shouldn't be committing errors on a nightly basis. 
I mean, the MLB is the best of the best. You're professional, and you're and you're committing errors routinely. And you know it, what you're seeing right now goes to show. Sometimes you see those utility guys that, are, that have a really good glove that go up there, and they might only hit 210, but you see how important they are to a team now. Yeah, we don't have that. We have Johan Camargo. That's who we have. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Garrett Stubb. That's who we have. Who's, who's actually who, not there. Yeah, he hasn't been doing too bad, man. But like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't I just, rip him. I'm not ripping him. I'm just, you know, like we don't have a guy like that you could go to. Like, if you need a defensive replacement, we don't have that. Look, it, we have it, Roman Quinn. That's who we have. Roman Quinn. Yeah. How did he end up back? That's uh, that's another I, question. He was cut by the Marlins. That should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're not just, even kept in their in their in AAA. He was cut. Yeah. But no, we'll take him, and we'll play him every every other day. Yeah, yeah, he hits like 160, man. He's like, I mean, he's best, right? That's it, though. He he's never been able to hit the ball, and that's always been his problem. If he was able to just yeah. make solid contact with the ball, I'm not asking for homers from him. He's just a speedster. That's kind of what you need to do if you play baseball is hit. Just you know, throwing that out there. As you can tell, I'm frustrated. If you couldn't tell already. All right. Well, let, let's get into the big issue, which is the well, the let's the hottest topic, the Joe Girardi issue. I what would firing him right now solve, and who would you replace him with? I have no idea. I just want someone who can manage a bullpen, at least. Hmm. And again, they're not going to fire Girardi. They're not. And if they're going to keep Girardi, which they shouldn't, like we we knew coming in that he wasn't good at managing a bullpen. And in order to be successful in, especially in today's MLB, you have to know how to manage a bullpen. You just have to. I, bull, the bullpen is arguably the most important thing. If you're going to make a deep run in playoffs. Because every year you're seeing, you know, the World Series, both teams just have un- unbelievable bullpens. Like guys who are like have like below two ERAs. It's insane. And the reason they're, they've been so consistent and good for that season is because they have a manager who knows how to manage them. Like. They won't pitch them one day and then give them rest for three days straight and then pitch them again. If you have a guy that's been, if you have a guy that's hot, you pitch him 
multiple days. If he, if he pitches three days in a row, sure, you can give him a break. But not one game. And some of the guys in the Phillies bullpen, I don't even have a clue where they came from. Like, are they just signing guys off the street? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who these guys are. Yeah, I mean. So to answer your question, I have no idea. They're like, again, they're not going to do it. I, like, I don't even know who's available. I don't even know. Like, I haven't even thought about that. But if they were to do it, it would just be like waving their white flag. And I don't think it's that bad yet, but it's it's bad. <laughs> well, look, all right. Well, I, I'm going to give you a little excerpt from this Rosenthal article because I, I want you to hear what I read and it, why it made sense. All right. So a case, this is Ken Rosenthal, The Athletic. This is a quote from it. A case point occurred Friday when Girardi started left-hander, left-hander Bailey Falter in the first game of a series against the Mets so he can get some of his other starters additional rest. Girardi's reasoning was not unsound. The standing suggested that this game was critical. The calendar suggested that it was not. Falter had performed well in a spot start in Seattle on May 11th, allowing run, one run in four and two-thirds innings. He was pitching for the first time in 10 days, but Girardi had other concerns. It goes on to talk about Zach Eflin on the COVID list. Um, it talks about uh, Kyle Gibson and Ranger Suarez, who were coming off of hefty pitch counts. And then it, it goes on to talk about Corey Knable and how he didn't want to use him in three back to three back to back games. So in the second outing, so true in the second outing consisted of only nine pitches, but Knable's average fastball velocity dropped from 95.5 on the first day to 94 in the second. His velocity was back up to 96 the past two days and true to form for his Philly season. He allowed ninth inning homers in both games. So is he making moves that, you know, we talk about all this on paper, look good for the long run, but just keep backfiring? And at what point do you have to change your strategy is what I'm getting from it. If I'm if I'm Joe Girardi and you don't want to pitch Knable for a third straight day, which is, in my opinion, stupid because he's your closer. Like, four straight days, fine. But three, in my opinion, I mean, unless he's, like, the guys, like, really can't, then fine. But, again, he's your closer. Like, I would understand if it was Familia or, you know, Brad Hand or, you know, whatever. But, no, not Canable. He's your closer. He's your most important relief pitcher. And two, if he was going to rest Knable, and if he was going to start Falter, then start him, but have it be like an opening game where, you know, you have your other bullpen guys come in and, you know, pitch an inning or two. Like have Falter go one or two, then have some other guy go one or two. You know, because we're seeing more and more of that in the MLB now. We're seeing... Uh, you know, if if uh, someone's fifth starter goes down with an injury or something, they're doing what it's, what's called an opener. They're, they're using their long relief pitcher as long right. as they can. A couple middle relief guys. Yeah. Maybe their setup man and closer or maybe just one of the two. Yeah, you get and, you, you open with a guy who has experience typically 
of being a starter. Then you get some of your middle relievers in there to, to get you through the middle innings. And then you have, you know, and if you're, if you're giving your closer the night off, then you have your, your couple back end guys go, go in the back end. That's, that's usually how it works. You've seen Tampa Bay in really yeah. critical games use straight up just bullpen guys for one to two innings each. Right. The entire game. And that goes back to them actually knowing how to manage a bullpen one and actually having good arms in the bullpen. Yeah. So that's mean, what I- that article that I was talking to you about uh, goes on to commend guys like Kevin Cash. Yep. For you for utilizing yeah. their bullpen. In a, in a unique way, that's that also works. Yep. And Kevin, again, like I, I'm sorry, Kenny Rosenthal, if I, if I misquoted you, that's my bad. But I'm trying to give you as much credit as possible because it was a good article. I like yeah. it. I mean, Kevin Cash, in my opinion, is the big one. I mean, you're you know you're seeing a, um, a team like Tampa Bay, which you wouldn't you wouldn't like on paper you wouldn't expect them to be as good as they are, but they are. They have phenomenal pitching. Their bullpen is fantastic. And they get enough out of their their batters, you know, to to stay in games. And well, to, that's the thing too. When when you saw guys like Kevin Long with Joe Girardi with the Yankees, they were yeah. popping. So what's going on in Philly? You, you have the bats. Yeah. These bats are big names. Why are they not popping? That's the problem. And that I wish I could tell you because I I have no idea. Literally, it makes no sense. Schwarber's just MVP. having a down year. You have the MVP. You have all-star Castellanos, all-star Schwarber, all-star Real Muto, former all I mean, these are all former all-stars, former all-stars Segura. It just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I yeah, I, I completely am with you on that one. I, I don't understand. So it's just one of those things where the, the Phillies have so much that they have to work on. Is it possible for them to still make the playoffs? And we're asking this question in a season where the postseason's expanded. So, yeah. look, I, I think that they're going to be able to climb out of it and make it to the postseason, but they're definitely not going to win the division. And when you look at how good the Mets have been playing and even the Braves of late have been playing extremely well, It just is what it is. And for the love of God, the Phillies can't beat the Marlins. So. Well, I mean, yeah, but they, well, they can't beat the Marlins and they can't beat the Mets at all this year. I think they're three and nine against them already. The Mets, unfortunately, have a really good team this year, man. And the Phillies are four and 11 in their last 15 games, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. It's still yeah, it's June. There's still a lot of time. Things could change after the, even the All-Star break. But what is going on? And wh- I don't think that a firing would fix it. Now, I've read reports that it's also morale in the locker room. That could be on Girardi. But I don't know what else. It, it, something's going on. All right. I mean, that, that's all I have. That's all I got. I do want to – two things. Uh, two huge Philadelphia sports radio names 
are now off the airwaves. You know who? Yeah, well, one today. One yeah. today, Mikey Miss, Mike Missanelli on 97.5, announced today in the middle of a show that today was his last day with the station. No one expected that. Uh, they apparently have a new show already lined up. And uh, he said we're probably going to hear about that in the next couple of days. But did, I didn't see that coming. Nah, nah, I didn't expect that coming. Uh, you know, he said uh, his contract is up in, in the next couple of days. And uh, the station decided to, to move on from him. Um, so, you know, it happens, man. It's unfortunate, but it happens. And uh, kind of a kind of out of nowhere. But um, that's just that's the way it rolls sometimes, you know. And then on the other station, 94-1, Ray Diddy retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he kind of had a, a going away thing. Uh, wasn't as surprising. But Yeah, I mean, he was he was expected to retire soon anyway. And, and, and Angelo Cotoldi on 94-1 is probably going to retire soon. But yes. he's been saying that for the last 25 years. So I'm exaggerating the 25 thing, but I feel like every year a story comes out saying he's retiring. Recently, you know, in the next, I guess, the next year, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of changes on, uh, on the Philadelphia sports radio scene. Look, that might be for the best. Yeah. Because the callers on Philadelphia sports radio are either very knowledgeable and fun to listen to, or absolute lunatics. There's no in between. There's there's not someone who doesn't like who might be ignorant on a topic and asks a question or thinks something's happening and wants the like the radio host's opinion. No, it's either a lunatic claiming something absolutely crazy or someone who's like, oh wow, that guy was cool or that girl was cool. Never yeah. in between. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh hey man, that's that's our town for you. Yep. Sounds about right. But on that, yeah, on that note, that's that's really all I have. No news on the Flyers head coaching search. And yeah, we talked a little bit of birds. Nothing going on right now. God. Yeah, I'm that's it. Just yeah, just <laughs> Yeah, all right. We've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on um, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are available, you'll most likely find us. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. We'll try to get on whatever platform works for you. We really do like interacting with you all, so please check out our Twitter at the PHL Bandwagon. We share polls weekly. Uh, We do really enjoy the engagement. Uh, Please keep the arguments kind. Some people have been going a little hard in them. Uh, But other than that, we really do enjoy hearing everyone's opinion. Um, And again, they're just polls. Uh, We want to know what Philadelphia is thinking on certain topics. And sometimes the questions can be, a little ridiculous, but these are questions that have been asked. So, yep, you can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Uh, you can go to the Weg Shop. You can get your TBW merchandise. Probably not a hoodie nowadays, but you got baseball caps, T-shirts, tanks, 
uh, take a look there and get your merch. And again, we thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. We're cursed. Yeah, I know. <laughs>